Welcome to A Church in the City, a podcast sharing messages, sermons, and talks from Downtown Christian Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We exist to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. On this episode, we're sharing part two of a message titled Moving Forward from Jamie Grinwis, originally recorded July 25th, 2021. This message comes from Romans 8:19, which says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Let's listen in. thoughts that actually aren't even part of what I was going to share this morning, but we were singing all the songs this morning to me just felt so like beautiful and just exactly where I am with the Lord right now. And music is kind of my love language and just everything that was shared. Like it just, I I love, I love the Holy Spirit. I love this like unity that we just keep feeling week to week to week. And, um, but just some, some things I was thinking about as we were singing that song, You Are Good. Uh, so in, um, in March, probably six or seven years ago, um, God miraculously healed me from migraines. <clears throat> and yesterday, instead of spending time studying and working on worship, I spent the day with migraine. Why do I share that? I refuse to sacrifice the goodness of God on the altar of things I don't understand. I refuse. I've been thinking a lot this week and I've met with a lot of people and there's been a lot of things coming up um, from some relationships that I've had in the past. And, you know, sometimes those things stir these questions in your mind and you start to process and think and, you know, you reflect back and just go, man, how, you know, how did all of that destruction in those relationships happen? How did I screw up so bad? Like, you know, or you look at other places, how could I have been deceived and not believe the things of the Lord and all of this other stuff? I refuse to sacrifice the goodness of God on my own flesh and humanity. He is good. He's good. He's always been good. He always will be good. He has not changed. He will not change. And here's the truth, guys. I'm going to fail you. And most of you, I I may have already done so. But he is good. And I will continue, as Lisa was talking about, to run forward and believe that his, his life is going to reflect out of my life in some way, shape, or form. You know, my dad said to me this morning, he said, you know, there's so many people who are like, oh, why don't we raise the dead and all this stuff? And he's like, we, 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 dis, we discredit, if that's even a word, we don't give credit to the, the things that are happening in our life through you you know, maybe giving a waitress an, a, an extra tip, which maybe you don't even know, but made all the world of difference to her. You, you, you laying your life down for your, for your spouse once this week and, and doing something. I mean, you, we miss so many things because of exactly what we were talking about last week, just being so fixated on this temporal world and its results and its produce and its pressures and its, you know, pains and struggles, and then we miss just all the beauty 
of this life that is laid out before us through the Father, through the Son, through the Spirit. And I know I'm just like running into it, but I just feel like this morning, like worship just has just set us all up to just be so open to what God has to say this morning. And I, hope, I just trust that he's gonna use me. Like I say, I, I normally take, you know, a good chunk of time on Saturday and it just wasn't there. And, you know, I wrestled with it and I was like, oh, sweet, life lessons. I love this. That's definitely the way I love to spend my Saturday is learning things and having to put my, put my, myself down, you know, like, and, and focus on God. And I just kept saying like, oh Lord, what did this? What caused this? What triggered this? Like, what did I eat? What did I do? What did I, you know, and I, this is me. This is how I work, right? I'm like, I got to get in there. I got to fix it. I got to figure it out. So I never, ever do it again. And then it'll be better. And I can, you know, say for the rest of my life, these things will never happen. Cause clearly I was healed, but I must've ruined it or screwed it up or did it wrong or, you know, whatever the thing may be. And I'm like, God, do I, do I just get up from the couch and, and go for a walk and just push through and maybe I'll just push the pain out of my head or do I go take a nap or, you know, <laughs> so funny to me now. Um, and God was just like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, wow, I'm kind of struggling, you know? And he was just good and gracious and kind and with me in the moment. And do I understand the mystery? No. Do I understand why God doesn't, you know, why we don't see healing? No. Do I understand why people hurt people? No, because I'm one of those people. I do it. I screw up. I don't know why I did it. But God is good and we get to live in that goodness and we get to strive toward it. And the problem is, is that we get weary or we get scared or we get frustrated and then we pull back. We pull back and we isolate so that way we can protect. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to push in, push in and push in. So that's kind of what I wanna talk about this morning. It, it is kind of similar to what we already talked about last week, but just, just a new depth that God's taking me on. You know, I was thinking of Lisa's analogy this morning with her coffee and, and God was just kind of sharing with me like, okay, what's one of the biggest things that probably cools Lisa's coffee down the fastest? The fact that she puts cream in it. I don't know why she does, okay? She's still maturing in her coffee, you know, drinkitude, but she'll get there. We're trying to influence her. But... It's what she mixes in it that changes it and cools it down. And the Lord was just saying that to me this morning. Jamie, what are you mixing? What's being mixed inside of you that's, that's distracting you from me, that's, that's causing you to, to cool, that's causing you, to, you know, to, to not be the pure thing that I've made you to be? What are those things? What are you, what are you enabling? What are you allowing? What are you partnering with? And and you know, it's funny, I would, you know, when you read through Romans, which is where I've been living um, this morning, most of it's gonna be out of Romans 8 if you wanna go back this week and just kind of read through it. I'd encourage you to read through it in any translation, every translation. It's just good to read from different, different language to, to just kind of spur on the thoughts that are in there. But, you know, some of the things that are listed out in Romans are all these things that, you know, we would naturally say, yeah, I don't mix those things in myself, right? I'm not living in sexual immorality, or maybe you are. I'm not living in impurity or idolatry. I'm not, you know, hatred. I'm not full of hatred or jealousy. You know, there's all these like mega categories that we love to like lift up, right? But then I, I forget about the other ones that I mix in my life, like pride and ego and uh, needing acceptance from other people and needing to perform. That's some of my cream that I put in my coffee, you know, and I'm kind of trying to stir it up and make it this, 
this, you know, beverage that looks like Jesus. And he's like, no, that's, that's not for you. That's not, what, that's not what I have for you. That's not where we live. That's not what's going on. And, and he's just continuing to tell me like exactly what we talked about this morning, what we talked about last week. Those things are not for me. They're not for me. And, and you might sit there and go, oh, look at Jamie. She's preaching a sweet works. I'm not preaching works. I'm not. I'm preaching transformation. I'm preaching the fact that as we, as we get to know the Father, as we partner with Jesus, as we're walking with his hand in our hand, those things are not a part of his life. And his life is supposed to be living through me. And so he is putting his finger on those things in my life. Hey, Jamie, I want you to admit in this situation you were deceived and you led others into deception. And I want you to repent. Okay. You know, I want you to partner with me and go and do this thing. God, I don't really want to. Okay, then I want you to accept that that's disobedience. Oh, okay. Do I wanna be disobedient or do I wanna go with you? These are choices we make every single day. And these are the things that God's telling me, Jamie, it's time, to, time to, to move forward. It's time to move on. It's time to step into the life that I've called you into. And yes, that life comes with sacrifice. And here's the thing, I'm sorry for anyone who was sold this gospel that once you become a Christian, the, the end is, is, you know, whistle, is that we make this, this utopia, you know, like this is the picture that's painted for people, is that we make this step, and there's nothing in between, and we live in paradise. Here's the truth, paradise is the end, okay? Scripture guarantees it, promises it. It, it, is, it is 100%, 100%, in Romans 8.18, I was so struck by this because the scripture that I've been basing this today on was 19 and I, I had just been going back to the beginning and kind of reading through and 8.18 says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed to us. So there is a glory that will be revealed to us. We will be in eternity with Jesus being the sun on our face, which is one of my favorite things in the world. I love the sun on my face and just the idea of like, you know, seeing and knowing and smelling and experiencing that. But we wanna, we wanna just throw aside the fact that scripture talks about the fact that as part of this life, we live and we partner and we enter into the life that Jesus lived. Okay? He came, he was born, he lived, he died, and he was rose again. And he's saying to me today, Jamie, you need to remember that part of Christ following is that you need to die. You need to die. Die to the things that, that of your flesh, of yourself, of your, you know, of your personal focus, of all of it. You need to die. You need to let those things go and then enter into this life that I have called for you. We don't speak about that as a church because it doesn't, it doesn't swallow well. People don't like it. But it's all through scripture saying, make sure you count the cost. This is not an easy road. This is not a light, this is not a light thing that you should just whimsically decide. But it does say that Jesus said his burden is easy. And why is that? Because you're partnering with the burden that is on the heart of the father. Do you know what that is? It's his kids. I never have a problem rescuing my kids. It brings me joy. 
I never have a struggle. It's not a burden to me when, they're, when they have needs and I'm able to be there with them. That is a light thing. And that's what Jesus is asking us to pair with. And he's saying, this is a light thing. Come with me, come. Let us, let us mine the gold in those around us. And that's, I, I mean, that's the thing that I just hear God saying to me. Jesus, you, you wanna know, or Jamie, you wanna know your calling? Be a gold digger. That's what he said to me this week. I'm like, oh. I married Kevin, he, he didn't make very much money. <laughs> he was cute, but gold digging was definitely not anything I was accused of. But that's what he's calling us to in this life. There are people around you that feel like they have no worth, no value, no, no anything. They feel like it's all destruction. So why not just live for today? I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those interviews with, with Steve Jobs, but he just talks about like everything here because this is having life is here. So just live it. Do all the things you want and get everything here because this is it. And I'm like, oh, dude, so short. So short, this is not it. But I don't wanna enter into that city of hope by myself. And there are so many people in this world that are longing for the verse 19, for, the, for they eagerly are awaiting. I don't read very well sometimes. So eagerly awaiting creation waits for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. That's what he says after he's saying that the things you're going through in this present time are not worthy of what is to come. They're not even worthy of being talked about. They're apples and oranges. They don't mix. And I spend so much time trying to reconcile. Why is this in my life? Why is that not? When am I going to be here? How do I make this happen? And, and God just keeps reminding me, Jamie, your future is in my hands where, where rust and moths cannot destroy. So let me hold it, walk with me, and let's go see about this person over here. And let's go minister and dig the gold out of that person because they're feeling like there's no value, there's nothing left, there's, there's no future for them, there's no hope. They feel like the destruction, I love that song, Canvas in the Clay, I have to tell you, it, and I think a lot of us can relate to it, it feels, like, it feels like the thing that I always need to hear is that he's not finished with me, that I haven't ruined it, that I'm not, I'm not the one who has to make the pottery, I'm not the one who has to make me into something beautiful. He's doing that. I just get to be the canvas. I get to be the clay. I get to be the work in his hands. And he is continuing to choose to do this through us. And the more that I say I don't need it or I'm not worth it or I've ruined it or I've shortchanged it or I need to stay by myself to protect the little bit that I have, the more I feel like we're breaking up the flow of the Lord on this earth because he wants to move and operate through his people. And it's like, I just keep picturing it as almost like this huge, like, I don't know, electrical system or something. And if there's breaks in it, and if there's, you know, if there's, if there's gaps, if there's this sort of things, the current can't just flow the way that it wants to. And I feel like that's what God's saying. He's like, come on, listen, rise up, stand firm. These are words that are in scripture. Why do we not know scripture? What happened to that? What happened to that? Why did we decide to start throwing it out? I, I don't even understand it. I did it. 
I mean, I spent a lot of time just trying to get the wisdom of men and, and oh, God will give me revelation. And he does and he will. But he's also given us a gift, such a gift in scripture so that way I can go back and be reminded of those who went before me, the struggle they had, the choices, they, the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's to them. It's here and it's, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's full of humanity. You see humanity all over it. I constantly look back at like stories of Abraham, right? Here's our father of the faith. And he goes into a city. He's like, nah, dude, that's my sister. You can have her. It's my sister. What? You know what I would do to him if he told some other man? Like, come on. This is the father of your faith. These are the decisions he made. You see, you see all through scripture, these guys screwed up. Did, I mean, David, a man after God's own heart, sends a, you know, goes after some other guy's wife and then sends him into battle and has him killed. What? And yet in today's day and age, we look at things like that. We're like, look what God did. He had a plan for David and he knew David was gonna do that. So clearly God's in that. God's a part of that. Oh, God failed him. God didn't do this. No, we are the ones doing these things. He has not changed. His goodness hasn't changed. I don't understand the mysteries of him. And we talked about this last week. If I understand the father, if he's on my level, then I might as well worship me. Because what's the point? If he's, not, if he's not bigger than me, grander than me, if, he's not, if there's not mystery to him that I can't fathom and I can't understand, I'm essentially worshiping someone that is equal to me. I might as well worship myself, which is what I do most days. Just to be honest, I, I'm self-serving. And, and that's the thing that he, he has just been pressing on my heart this week. Jamie, have you dealt with that? Have you dealt with the fact that I'm your king? Yes, I'm your friend, I'm your lover, I'm your deep, intimate partner, I am your best friend, but I am your king. And a king knows what's best for his kingdom. He knows what's best for those that are there. He's always got a plan, he always has a purpose, always. Have you reconciled that he's your king? Have you allowed him to speak to you in the way that a king would speak? I think it's good that we allow the father to speak as a friend and so many times he's a, he speaks as a friend and as a father, but there are times he comes into my life, especially these last couple of weeks, and he's like, Jamie, I'm your king. We're gonna deal with this right now. You're gonna stop living lukewarm. You're gonna stop living with this cream mixed inside of you, this compromise, this, this sort of you know watered down from the pure thing life. The Holy Spirit is living and moving and alive and active and he is here and he is saying he loves us and he's for us and nothing will separate us ever. So we can take all of these burdens we have and we can put it at the throne room and we can go and serve those around us and lay our lives down because we don't have to strive for our stuff anymore. He's living and moving and breathing inside of me. I have nothing further to strive for. I just get to live it out. And I get to live out to kingdom advancement, which is people. And yet I still, people, it's people. It's his loved ones. It's the one he cares about. And yet I still say, okay, God, maybe, maybe I, you had these plans for me, for me to reach so many people. And maybe I screwed it up because, you know, I didn't, one of the things that I beat myself up about, and you guys are all going to be like, oh, but whatever, is I beat myself up for not getting an education. I, 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 it's one of my regrets. I wish I would have finished college. 
you know? And, it, it, you know, you, we could sit in, in, and again, everybody goes, oh, but God's using, I know, I appreciate all that, it's fine. I'm just saying, these are one of the things to where I'm like, I stopped short and I should have went the full way. At this point, again, I wanna continue to say, I don't care how we got here. Let's move forward. Let's join together. Let's say, okay, God, this is where I'm at. This is where I've been. If I was in disobedience, I repent. What do you want from me today? Because if I continue to like, trying to use gentle words this morning, if I continue to try to like, you know, hold on to the past, there's so much missing and slowing us down for the future and the things that God has. If you go on in Romans 8, 28, he says, we know that God causes all things work together for the good of those who love him and for those who are called according to his purposes. Paul Manwaring would say, he wastes nothing, he gets you ready. That's what he does, he gets you ready. And yeah, I know we wanna be frustrated with that because we look at our shortcomings or we look how somebody else has impacted our life or screwed up our purpose or did whatever it is and we're frustrated with it. But what the Father is saying, if you take all of these things, put them at the throne room, I will not waste it, I will get you ready and I will send you out and you will live a life that you never dreamed of living. Pulling people out of the depths of despair is one of the most beautiful, amazing things that we get to do. But sometimes, and most of the time, we get to do it by dying to ourselves. If you're believing for your marriage, die, and you will see great things. If you're believing for your kids, die to yourself. And I I know that's frustrating to hear, but it's just, it's what was given to us in example. Serve, pour out, say, Father, what can I do? How can I lift people up? How can I lift up my spouse? How can I lift up my boss who just can't, my bosses aren't like this, just in case, uh, who, my boss who maybe is, is ugly or whatever, you know, toward me all the time and doesn't see the things that I'm doing, whatever, whatever your thing is. And I'm just telling you, God will always tell you to lift up. Now he might say in the midst of that, as you're tapping in the Holy Spirit, he might say, son, daughter, stand firm, go have a conversation, go do this. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in these things. This is not a Christian life of being a doormat. This is a Christian life that Jesus demonstrated for us when he got into the dirt that he created, took the water that he made and the cloth that he, he made everything that went into it, however those things are made, and he washed the feet of the disciples that he breathed life into. This is the life that he, that he demonstrated to say, I'm gonna live for myself, his leadership. He said, you don't get the choice anymore to say, I'm gonna live for myself when you say, I'm gonna choose to follow Christ. Because if we're gonna choose to follow Christ, we're gonna do what he's doing. And he's in the dirt, washing the feet, telling people he loves them, that there's a plan and a purpose and a value inside of them. Even if they have different political views or are struggling with sexual identity and that freaks you out or whatever it may be, he's still down there saying, I love you. There's value in you. Come, let's talk. Come, let's go. Come, let's be together. This is the demonstration that he gave us. And I instead would rather just get folks into a room and then I can cram all of my spiritual knowledge into them and then maybe they'll have some sort of transformation. You know, I want people to come to me. I want people to do things on my terms. And God's saying, this is not for you anymore. This culture in our nation is is not what the Father has for us. And this culture and the lie of the culture that exists in our nation is also not 
truth. And I believe that there is a stirring going up all across America. I believe it. I believe that God is starting to stir on the hearts of men and women. And they're starting to go, you know what? I, there was a long time that I just kind of, you know, had my head in the sand, but I, I don't feel like I'm called to that anymore. And they're looking for people who might also be lifting their head up and they're looking to, to say, hey, will you walk with me? Will you talk with me? Will you help me? Will you grow? Will you, will you allow me to say to you, hey, that thing's not for you? And will you also say to me, that thing's not for you. That's not God's best for your life. This is not what he's called you to. We need to be doing this. We need to be speaking these things out in life and light and love and saying to someone, God has better for you than that. Because no one else is saying it. Our culture is just saying, whatever you choose to partner with, that's, that's your life. This is, you can do whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. And the problem is it just leaves people in a state of confusion and loneliness and isolation. I mean, if I go to a restaurant and there's like, I hate going to Cheesecake Factory. There's way too many pages on there. So that's why I just get the same thing because it's so overwhelming. But this is the problem is that when we just say you can do whatever you want, you can live however you want, you can identify with it whatever you want. There's no marker, there's no, you know, come and go in your marriage, come and go on your kids. You know, we've got a fatherless generation rising up. All of these, it's all fine, you can figure it out. This, this is what we're feeding, willy-nilly, do whatever. And people are just left with, I don't even know what to do. And I would love to have a better life, but nobody ever showed me how. We gotta show people how how to stay together, how to fight for each other. Here's the thing I will tell you, church. This leadership team that, we, that I'm gifted to serve with and that we have, which I believe is a blessing and a gift here at DCC, every single one of those people around that table, I can tell you for a fact, are full of flaws. And I could even list them for you. The things that they struggle with. I could. And, and every person that I sit around that table... <gasps> But one thing I will tell you for sure, that every person that I sit around that table with every month has inside of them, they don't quit. They don't quit, they don't give up, they don't stop fighting, and they refuse to stay stuck. And to me, I can live life with people like that. I, I get inspired by people like that. Do we have people like that in our lives and are we being those people to those around us? Are we saying to those around us, this is not what God has for you? I, I had dinner with a friend this week and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit was, was all over me to say some of those things and I didn't do it. Because I was so afraid that I was, gonna, that I was gonna push this person away and I was so afraid that it was gonna cause a riff and a gap. And so therefore, straight up, there was someone on the other side of my obedience and I didn't go to meet with them. I didn't do it. I stayed on the safe side. I, I don't want that anymore. I don't want those types of regrets anymore. I don't, I don't want that. We have to be people who are willing to be the mouthpiece of God in every situation, in every circumstance. And the only way I can do that is if I lay this stuff down in my life and start living with him and for him, holy, sold out. And I, and I just said to God, I'm like, be honest with me, Lord. Like, why did I do that? Why, why, do, I, why do I pull back? Why, why, why did I do that? And God was just like, he's so gentle, but he's so honest. And he just said to me, he said, you know, there's some, there's some cream in areas of your life. And if I was fully, like, 
if I was fully immersed, if I was, if I was just drenched in the love and the knowledge of who he was, I would never shut up about him, ever, in any circumstance. I would find every excuse I ever possibly could to brag about this incredible God that we have. But I don't, I shrink back because I'm afraid that people aren't gonna pallet him well. Give me a break. We, 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 I think we've swung too far the other way. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. Maybe I've just swung too far the other way. And in and, and trying to not be maybe what some of us grew up with, with this brow beating and this religion that was dumped on a lot of us and hellfire and brimstone and every, every message is just about accept or burn in hell. And, you know, maybe it was just, you know, we tried so hard to, to get to the other side that, that we just swung too far. And we're not being the representation of his hands, his feet, his heart, his life. And, and again, maybe I'm just talking to me, but I just really believe that God's asking us to stand up to remember that his kingdom, his currency, his culture, his goal, his, his, his life, his love, every inch of it, the freedom that he's poured inside of our lives is freedom for us to stand firm so we don't yet again go in. It hurt, it was... I don't wanna go back to my old bondage, you guys. It hurt, it was lonely, it was scary. There was a lot of garbage there that I justified, that I stood for, and it's not for me. And the Lord keeps trying to take me on this journey, and I keep just saying, okay, well, I can just keep a little bit of this, because I like it. My flesh likes a little bit of this, and I like to serve myself a little bit over here, and, and I don't really wanna hang out with that person because they really annoy me. And um, maybe, maybe I won't, you know, get close to this person because what if they, you know, have this or expect something of me or what if I, and oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing to say out loud. <laughs> it's just truth. So our mandate is that we are all sent ones. We say this every week, you know, we're not dismissing, we're sending. So are you being sent? Am I being sent as I go? Am I going out being sent? Which means that I'm being put out on a mission. I'm not just walking out the door and we'll see what happens. I'm on a mission. The Father has me on a mission. And as a team, as a family here, we're on a mission. And I'm gonna, I need to be being sent into my spheres of influence, just like Ben's being sent into his. And Kelly's being sent into his. These are all places I can't be. But yeah, as we go together, then his glory fills the earth as the sons and daughters are revealed. And that's what you're revealed as, is a son and daughter. So how do you get revealed that way? Somebody looks at you and goes, that's a daughter of God. And why do, how do they know that? Scripture says they know that by how you love. And it says that, no, uh, it's gone. I'm not gonna say it right. Anyway, that, that, that love is laying your life down for someone else. That's what it is. It's laying it down, laying it down. But I don't feel like it, lay it down. Lay it down, say, Father, what do you want from me right now? And I don't mean like, again, so I feel like I have to watch everything I say, what do you want from me? Like God's using you. God doesn't use us, but he's, he has a plan, he has a purpose. He works in us and through us to reach the world. I, I'm sorry, I will say it to you again, I'm sorry that this is how he chose to do it because I know everybody just wants to sit and receive from him. But he's also told you to go. That's right. 
go, go, go. It's all over scripture. When he had his disciples, go. And then they would come back and report and connect with him and he would send them back out. And what happened? What did he say when people offended them and shipwrecked them and all those types of things? He told them to just kick the dust off your feet and go back out. And that's what he's calling us to, a life of standing, a life of, of uniting together as the body of Christ, believing for big things, knowing that all of those things you're believing for are kept in his hands, safe and sound, where rust and moth cannot destroy, so you can go and live the dream that he has for you, which is to touch and impact this world around you forever. People are desperate for this revolution. Just um, a real quarters, and to be told that they can be one. I want to close with just um, a real quick thing. Uh, two lyrics from two songs kind of stood out to me. You can come up here. Um, just, just think about these words. They're, they're, one of them's a Jake Hamilton song, and then the other one's a guy by the name of Samuel Lane, who if you ever need worship music on a rainy day, is where it's at. I'm pretty sure that's what God made him for. Um, the first one is just, this is kind of the declaration that I feel like God put together for me, and I, I just want to invite you into it. I am royalty, I have destiny, I have been set free, and I'm gonna change history. And then the other one is, so take my hand, I'll walk on water. Take my hand, cause your ways are higher. As we go back into worship, I just wanna encourage each and every one of us to just, just open wide, allow the Father to, to show you that little cream that's been mixed into your coffee, but at the same time, allow him to stir up those dreams that the two of you have been dreaming about together so you can know that they're, that they're shored up. But also, I mean, let's be dreaming about our kids and our spouses and our neighbors and, and those, those friends you have that are disconnected from you and, and have a hatred toward you and be thinking and dreaming about that reconciliation that the father has for you because he wants his kids back. He wants his kids back. If you would like to learn more about DCC, get involved with one of our ministries, or give to support us, you can find us at achurchinthecity.org. You can also follow us on Instagram at Downtown Christian Church for Sunday morning set lists, uh, sermon series announcements, and more. You can also join us live on YouTube every Sunday morning for worship and teaching just by searching for Downtown Christian Church. We go live at 10 a.m. Eastern every Sunday. Thanks for listening.